we're going to continue talking about hot things during the summer because global warming is still a thing and it is going to continue being a thing. Frequent casualty of summer heat is electricity in dense areas. Now, I guess a couple weeks ago, there was an outage in parts of Brooklyn, but some very suspicious parts of Brooklyn. Right. Um, it wasn't Park Slope. I guess that's the rich part. I don't... It's one of the rich parts. It's, it's <laughs> the only rich part that I know the name of. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know Brooklyn all that well, but that's like... The area that's famous for, like, mommy bloggers and whatever and, like, moms parking their ginormous SUV-sized strollers in coffee shops to the chagrin of everyone else. Hmm. Of course, it's always moms who are a problem. Moms are, moms are terrible. We all know this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a chance to blame a woman for something. Right. I mean, obviously. But, um, but right. So... <laughs> naturally the um it's funny like i i don't know if they called it a brownout but back in my day we used to call these brownouts but then when i lived in california when i first moved to california for college they called them rolling blackouts which i guess sounded i don't know uh how that was supposed to sound better it super didn't uh and and anyway the gist of it of the whole thing was we're gonna cut off power for some people so that other people can still have power and when you think oh well they must mean like hospitals and uh you know police <laughs> or whatever mostly hospitals like i i <laughs> i very much want to have electricity myself so that i can run my air conditioner but if if i had to make the choice between keeping my air conditioner and having a hospital knocked off the grid or sacrificing my electricity for the sake of a hospital, you know, saving lives and whatever, I would make that sacrifice. However, nobody ever like <laughs> asks. And also, um, in this case, it, it, it wasn't really about that. Apparently, uh, they definitely turned off some poor people's electricity and it wasn't at all clear, uh, how the determination was made, who should lose power and who should keep it for the sake of the grid, whatever that means. And it's uh, still not, you know, all this time later, they don't have, like, even an official hand-wavy explanation um, other than that um, revealing additional information about our infrastructure would put us at a disadvantage <laughs> to our competitors. Um, uh. Uh, so <laughs> not only does that... Yeah, that's a big... Uh. Not only does that not, uh, you know, even say anything, but, like... I'm pretty sure power companies are uh, always a local monopoly. Yeah, they don't <laughs> actually have a competitor, yeah. which is some bullshit. Like, where where I live, my choices are Dominion or nothing. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the only choice. Or hand cranking, um, because you probably have some local ordinance against right. solar panels or a there, wind uh, thing. <laughs> well, in my area, there probably isn't... Um, well, then again, sometimes sometimes the power company can say, okay, nobody else can have solar panels, um, which is like your parents. why my parents, yeah. Yeah, well, they were the last ones <laughs> who were able to get solar panels in their neighborhood, which is ridiculous. They live in Hawaii, where there is sun and a lot of it. And it's funny how on the, um, the Maui Electric Company's website, they're all like, yay, solar power, wind um, turbines and whatever. But they mean... 
solar power that they own and will sell to you, not that they encourage you to have your own. Like Right, because your parents, uh, even getting it, don't have batteries, right? They do not. Um, and they are connected to the grid, so when the power goes out in their neighborhood, even though they have solar panels, um, they have no facility to disconnect mm-hmm. and only power their own stuff. Right. So it just uh, although I guess flows out. I guess their air conditioners would still work because those are separate panels. Like those are completely separate systems. Mm. But other than that, they're just trickling electricity into the grid that Which is, is down. down. Yeah. And, yeah. So like they can run the air conditioners, but not the refrigerator. So they're just warming power cables. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and it's absurd. And like, it, and it's so shady. Like I kind of, so people, there's this like stereotype that the government is terrible at everything, but like, it's kind of not. It's the difference between like incompetence and evil or negligence right. or malfeasance or what you know what word i'm aiming at (laughs) right give me the well-meaning idiots every time and and the other thing about the well-meaning idiots is that they have a lot more accountability right even than a government-sponsored monopoly like con ed in new york uh like there (laughs) there are regulations and you can vote for people in theory and stuff and, and like and if you don't like stuff it's a little bit easier to change so it's I, you know, again, with the socialism, but but I really feel like certain absolutely critical systems such as electricity and internet, which are both, I would say, completely critical systems at this point, should possibly be municipal, like, supplied municipally. I don't actually know how to phrase that. Right. I backed myself into a sentence corner that I didn't know how to get out of. But anyway, I feel like they should be provided by the government. Uh, Like Chattanooga, the city of Chattanooga has had like explosive growth, you know, for a city the size of Chattanooga in their tech sector um, because they have municipal internet that has fantastic speeds and low costs. And somehow the city has managed to provide that and it hasn't been horrible. In fact, it's been wonderful. Very few people in the country have internet services that good it rivals fios and it's cheaper yeah and it, especially in uh the flyover states there's not much internet to go around so it's gigabit in the city or two bars and <laughs> like maybe dsl or satellite right and dsl of course is shit unless you're very close indeed to yeah. the telephone office like when i lived next door to the telephone office my speeds were great when i lived farther than that <laughs> They were really, really terrible. Um, and after that, we had AT&T U-verse, which is kind of... And then finally, finally... Which is just rebranded DSL. Sort of. Yeah. It, I mean, basically. So it's fiber to, like, the neighborhood and then coax to your house, which is kind of a bummer. And also you're sharing that fiber link with everybody. Yeah. Um, it sucks. And, and like, a few places have Google Internet, and that's pretty good, allegedly. But, like... Well, uh, there's, there's some... Uh... We will read your traffic clause in that, though. Right. Undo- <laughs> undoubtedly. Like, I, Google is a data sponge. And the thing about the government, like, so on the one hand, there are people who are like, you know, you shouldn't let the government have control of all of your data. Like, why would you want all that flowing through the government? It's because the government isn't going to pay for anybody to look at it. 
Yeah. People like people to watch your data are expensive. Systems to watch your data are expensive to build. The government just isn't going to do that any more than like the FBI or whatever already has. Right. Like the NSA is a thing like regardless of who's right. your NSA. internet provider. <laughs> so it it's just one of those things and and it it sucks. Like I feel really terrible for these people in in the bad part or the worst part of Brooklyn who had their electricity uh, shut off when a bunch of other people didn't and there's no like there's no explanation to them why why they were chosen and that's shitty yeah now new york's power structure is ancient <laughs> and this is one of those um classic scapegoats in nyc all the time is you know that the government does put ceilings on certain things like uh electricity prices which is what they're blaming for not having a more sophisticated, quote-unquote, smart grid. Yeah, so that was that was one of the, the reasons that people cited in California. Oh, well, the government regulates the price of electricity to the consumer, but not the cost of generating the electricity. Mm. And that's what people kept on saying, until it turned out that the reason why there was some... Uh, one of the major reasons why there was so much trouble with power was fucking Enron. Yep. <laughs> It was actually kind of a scam. There were people joking about turning off the power to like nursing homes and stuff. Like it was shitty. It was shitty white men. The whole problem was shitty white men. Basically, uh, they ousted a governor over that, and that's how how we had uh, Governor Schwarzenegger in California. Um, it was the recall election right. of uh, of uh, what's his name Gray, whatever his first name was. <laughs> no, his first name was Gray. He was Gray Davis. Whatever. Um, so, you know, it really, it really, that's, I don't know for sure that's bullshit, but it sure smells shitty. Yeah. Uh, a fun saying, because it's one of those things that confirms your ideology, uh, no matter what it already was, is that, uh, if a business can't operate under actual fair conditions, you know, whether it's, you know, like, uh, raising the minimum wage like we talked about last week or <laughs> or taking away subsidies that only they enjoy but a competitor doesn't uh then that business whatever it is ought to be nationalized seems that way doesn't it yeah and like cities especially with their power rarely you can make uh personal solar work because you as an individual have both roof and land to work with. Uh, but in the case of cities, there's only one roof for dozens of floors. And that could never be enough to do anything meaningful in a building other than like emergency lights. So what you need is for a complicated actual smart grid. And if the power company can't uh, get rights or whatever it needs to put panels on every single roof. I mean, a local law is a great way to get around that because you're the government and you can just eminent domain your way into putting panels on every roof that isn't like already a garden or I'm sure, you know, some horrible loophole will be found, but... Yeah. Whatever, like Dominion couldn't even manage to bury the power lines right. in my neighborhood because of I don't even know what. But that is 
that would be so uh, great for making the power go out a little bit less. Um, right. That would ha- at least handle like the not load related outages. Right. The tree related outages yeah. would, would go down to zero and they're a not insignificant number. And then you could stop cutting down trees. <laughs> well, a lot of the trees kind of need to be cut down because they're non-native species that were planted about well, 50 years ago and they're dead trees. now. Because <laughs> that's how I development mean goes. Is that um, lived spaces don't need to be bald right um but (laughs) since we mentioned uh the natural reasons for uh losing power uh the quote from i guess it's uh the mayor that keeps going around is that this was not a natural disaster it was just hot gets hot every year and in one of the uh many tabs i had open trying to find any explanation. So it's it's long gone because everything was like the same four words. Um, I did find someone refer to Hurricane Sandy as a 10-year event. And like, I can't decide if that's like a, oh, you poor person, you've already normalized climate change intensified storms. <laughs> because Sandy is a uh, 100-year storm. <laughs> Except for the yeah, fact that's... that it happened, you know, what, 12 years after the perfect storm? Uh, what was that, the early 90s? Well, that's, you know, statistics, but... Yes, but in terms of, like... <laughs> There's no rule that it has to be 100 years. It's just the odds or, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, I mean, as long as we keep <laughs> spending our summers breaking the previous summer's records... Which broke right? the We've previous those dice. <laughs> yeah. Like every storm is a roll of the dice. It's a hundred it's a hundred sided die, and one of those sides is sandy, but we've definitely loaded those dice. So the sandies are gonna come up a lot more frequently than previous models would have expected. Yeah. Someone who was talking about um in like specific relation to hurricanes said you you have a normal six sided die and the number of hurricanes is going to be constant. And the roll of the dice is, you know, the likelihood of them being catastrophic, you know, category four or higher. And then you switch that to a D&D die that has eight, 12, 20 sides, <laughs> but you're still measuring rolling higher than a three as getting a catastrophic <laughs> storm. That's another good dice metaphor. <laughs> like. We've basically we fucked ourselves, but good. Yeah, and this is another thing where, uh, you know, everything is part of everything and has <laughs> to be attacked from multiple directions. Because isn't it a fun coincidence that the poor people get fucked over by climate change and the effects of climate change? Yeah, funny how that works out. Yeah. Although you have to think of the poor rich people in their beach houses that are insured uh, with government backing in many (laughs) cases. (laughs) So when they're wiped out by rising tides, it will be you and I paying to replace them on taller stilts or a little bit further inland. Well, and speaking of further inland, um, there's a type of climate refugee that most people don't think of because what they normally think of is, you know, well, you know, various rivers are flooding in countries of brown people we don't care about, i.e. India. Um, But also North Carolina. And not only that, but like the rich people who lose beach houses um, that don't rebuild start gentrifying inland. 
So you have this type of climate refugee who is the person that was displaced by the rich person because what used to be their apartment building got turned into like four grand a month condos because this is the new right. beach town. Yeah. And on the other hand, you've got the people who live for generations kind of near the river and they can't sell their house and they can't live in it either. Right. And there's a, a whole problem with the laws there as well, because, um, you know, once it's flooded once, it might be legally unsellable, even if you could find some fool to buy it. So, like, their only choice is to rebuild because they'll at least get government money to rebuild. And it's just something that becomes the annual tradition of getting destroyed by formerly, you know, 100,000 year storms. Right. And it's one of those things where people say that, you know, if you if you've paid off a car and you wreck your car, your next car can never be as nice as your as your previous car because you're in a worse position after that. And although that's not always true, it's not true in my case, for example, it definitely is true in, in many people's cases, especially with the economy going the way it is. Right. Um, and just the ludicrous directions property values have gone that we've discussed on like every other episode. Right. So like your house gets flooded out, even if you get government money to rebuild it, it won't be enough to restore it to the same condition it was in before. So your house is going to get worse and worse. You're also going to lose a bunch of stuff yep. every time. Uh, so basically, again, you are very, very fucked indeed. Right. It like becomes your job to like document every purchase you make throughout the year because it will be destroyed. <laughs> Right. And then, of course, there's the deductible on your insurance, uh, which is presumably going up even as the price of your insurance keeps going up yes. as your house keeps flooding. And it's a real we have so many of these vicious cycles set up to make sure that people stay in poverty forever. And this is just yep. another one of them. It's a more specific one than many uh, that mostly applies to people who live near waterways. But it's still uh, quite vicious. Yeah. I mean, what are you supposed to do if you annually get like a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage and a sixty thousand dollar check wouldn't it be swell if the government and this is something the government can do is buy out people and and relocate them like yes. give them some money so because like these people also can't just move moving is very expensive that's why they need to sell their house to do it but they can't sell their house because it floods annually so luckily, we still have a blue legislature in New Jersey, even when we had Christie, um, and he was busy um, taking <laughs> photos with Obama during Sandy to the right. chagrin of Romney, and it was this whole thing. So he uh, wasn't able to stop or at least decided not to um, participate in uh, federal government-backed uh, buybacks for houses that were in what they wanted, like what the state wanted to declare as new floodplains. You know, so these were houses that were, you know, destroyed by flooding that are like inland, like the ones like from uh, river damage. Um, although in New Jersey, it's <laughs> river is a tricky word <laughs> because they're salty. Um, <laughs> mm. um, and they don't start from lakes. They start from like under it, the state's a swamp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um here too. Uh, but uh, uh, my family had a uh, property that was sitting because uh, the 
uh, prior occupants uh, were my uh, uh, grandfather's uh, brothers who uh, stayed in the house until the last one of them died, which meant that, like, the house was still in, like, 1955 in terms of, like, so many things. <laughs> and, you know, it was a huge money sink to try to get it into, like, legally sellable condition because all we could do was, like, put it on the market as is. And those are awful sales that only go to awful people because, like, mm. you practically have to pay cash to do one of those. But anyway, uh, the family bickered about it long enough for it to get destroyed by Sandy, and it happened to be in one of these new designated floodplains, and we were able to get federal money from it because, unlike some other states, we didn't just block it. <laughs> it's amazing how, how willing some states are to just take aim and shoot themselves right in the foot on purpose with full understanding of the consequences. Right. It's like Florida's high-speed rail uh, project. It's like... <sighs> You really could have used any passenger rail, like, from Disney, the, like, the Disney area to, like, the country. Also, <laughs> Florida's got a ton of old people who really shouldn't be driving around, yeah. but are, because <laughs> there's no other option for them. So even, like, small light rail uh, installations in, like, Miami and Palm Beach and whatever would have been extremely helpful. And, like, Atlanta only got marta at all as inadequate as it is because i think it was washington or oregon turned down a bunch of federal money for <laughs> for transit which is absurd and of course they they built it out um both in portland and in seattle like later but and it's probably better than atlanta's because <laughs> at low <Atlanta>. bar <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's it's just it's remarkable and the thing about the federal government is that it's got tons of money and it's got really good credit still so far. So borrowing <laughs> right. is not really a problem. We could do so much. We could even do, and you would hate this, but it would be a really great solution to a lot of problems. We could build a ton of new nuclear power plants and stop burning fucking coal. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I would hate that. Because like <laughs> solar panels are okay, but you definitely can't provide as much power as is in use currently by putting solar panels on people's roofs. You just can't. So nuclear power is a really great solution to that, actually. And the waste problem isn't as bad as people make it out to be. Right. But we do have better reactor designs that we're finally, like, actually researching after, like, just not for the longest time. So, yeah, there is some hope there, but I mean, one of my friends is a nuclear physicist who designs nuclear reactors, granted for s nuclear submarines, but still, like, they're extremely smart people working on these problems, but not cold fusion that doesn't exist. I mean, there probably are people working on cold fusion, but they should stop it. Yeah. We used to be working on hot fusion up here in New Jersey. <laughs> fusion plants were really great in SimCity, so I don't know. And yeah. also, where are my arcologies? 